Ahoy! I'm the comic book hunter, but you could just call me Hunter. Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 38. On A Hero Story, for those just joining us now, we talk about all things superheroes. That's DC and Marvel, and yeah, that's it. That we don't go to other comics <laughs> besides that. Uh, we usually start off with the news of the week, so we talk any sort of news, whether it be live action, gaming, comics, television, anything like that. After that, we go to the comics of the week, where we talk about a few comics that we picked out this week that we read. We give our little recap, our reviews, our discussion, we give a rating at the end. This week's comics are Avengers number 15, Batman number 65, which is The Price Part 3, the little Batman crossover. We'll fill you in. Uh, Justice League number... Uh, 18. 18, which is a Legion of Doom type issue. Also, uh, some comics that JD didn't read that I did that I might briefly touch on, or touch up on are Nightwing number 57 and Aquaman 45. Uh... Not many comments this week, and not a lot of news this week, so we're doing something slightly different that we've done before in the past, where we post on our stories on Wednesday or Thursday morning, being like, hey guys, uh, give us some topics or some questions, and we'll talk about them on here. You guys did that, we picked out 10, so we're going to give 10 usernames a little shoutouts, we're going to talk about their topics, and that's how we're going to start the show. After that, to the news. So, with that being said, we will start with your questions, starting with uh, JD. You want to... Yeah. All right. Uh, so our first question comes from at comic underscore nation 1776, which I believe his name is Clayton because I follow him, but I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it's Clayton. Anyway, uh, his question is, uh, will Detective Comics number 1000 be better than Action Comics 1000 and why? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm personally, like, I don't know. I'm always back and forth whether I prefer Superman or Batman. I really love both. Same. Um, I really enjoyed Action 1000. And I thought it had a lot of great stories. Uh, but that being said, Detective 1000 has a lot of great writers and artists attached to it. So could be great. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat there. I feel like I will like Detective Comics 1000 better if it has a lot of features of the Bat family. I feel like that's yeah. the one strong point that Detective Comics can do to beat Action. Yeah, I Actually, I would have had like a super family story, but I guess because Khan and John all had stuff going on. But it, it would have been cool to see, you know, the whole super family in at least one of the Action 1000 stories. But yeah, Detective 1000, I mean, the Jason Fabok splash page of like every bat oh, character geez. you can think of. I mean, that's just like, oh man, I wish I had that. I want that as like my wallpaper, like it's for my a, whole room. <laughs> yeah, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it. Go on Instagram, go to Jason Fabok's Instagram. I think it's just called J Fabok. And look yep. at his, one of his recent posts of the Detective Comics art. He just made, like, every single Bat Family character and major Batman character, like, villain, and put them all in one splash page, except for Luke Fox, but that's okay. <laughs> got, like, well, and, and Azrael, I guess. But I, I love the way he drew it because the villains are to the right and the heroes are to the left, and in the middle is Catwoman because, you know, she's in the middle, so now she's the hero, so now she's the yeah. villain. So I thought it was very well done, and yeah, I like it a lot. It's a great, you know, splash page. It is. It's really well done. So yeah, go check it out. Um, besides that, yeah, I think Detective Comics has a chance to be better. I feel like I love a story by, or this we could kind of go into another question here that's similar by uh, Chatter101, who says, Batman 1000, theories, thoughts, or just your thoughts on it. Um, I feel like I really want, and I feel like it will happen, a Jeff John story, because he's doing a story in this of something similar to the very first Detective Comics issue. So in an Action Comics, he did a story about the car that Superman picks up on the cover of the first Action Comics issue. Maybe we'll get something like that in Detective. That's what I hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe like a story about the guy that Batman is catching in Detective Comics number 27. Oh, that'd be really cool, actually. Yeah. Like a story of like him chasing him down. Yeah, that could actually be very cool. Yeah. 
That, any thoughts or theories on it? Um, I mean, they like le- listed uh, in this week's comics, like uh, in the advertisement section, they listed some of the writers that are there. Kevin Smith, uh, you might know him as movie director or TV show director. Uh, he has a story in there, so I'm interested to see what that is because I like his Green Arrow and his yeah, Daredevil he wrote a Green Arrow stuff. story a long time ago. He hasn't been the greatest um, writer recently. But. No, no. And he has like one of the worst Batman stories ever. Uh, so I've heard at least uh, it's called like Batman the Wilding Jai or something like that. I haven't read it. I don't it, know. So. But I know a lot of people hate it. Uh, but anyway, you got stories from people like uh, Scott Snyder, Bendis, uh, Danny O'Neill, who's like, yeah, Danny O'Neill, who was like a huge uh, Batman writer in the 90s. Uh, Paul Dini, who's Batman the Animated Series guy. So, And then you have some great artists like Jason Fabok, Tony S. Daniel, uh, Joel Jones. Uh, you know, I go on and on. There's a lot of great – Neil Adams. So, there's a like, you ton. Know, there's, yeah, and it, it was the same thing for Action 1000. You had you know a, a ton of great writers and artists. So there's a lot that could be brought to the table. Uh as for thoughts and theories, uh, this is supposed to be the first appearance of Arkham Knight, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm in curious. The comics, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming that'll be in Tomasi's story. Oh yeah, right? yeah, it's definitely in Tomasi's story. Kind of like how Action Comics 1000 had the first appearance of Rogozar, and then that was written in Bendis's little story. And Rogozar continues to be a threat in Superman today. So, which is pretty funny because Bendis wrote like a Superman story in DC Nation number zero and Action One Thousand, and then like he took off on Superman in Action. And it's funny because Hunter and I thought those stories were terrible in DC Nation number zero <laughs> and Action One Thousand. But then like we've loved his action and Superman since, so it's pretty pretty funny. Yeah, right? that's a good point. Actually, we actually talked about it on this show. Like if you go back to one of our early episodes in one the of summer, the episodes, yeah, yeah, we're just like, oh, Bendis on Superman, he's gonna ruin Superman and everything. But no, he's been doing <laughs> a good sorry, job. Sorry, Bendis, we love you <laughs> you've been doing good uh, but yeah I, I think detective 1000 has potential to be really cool and i'm just looking at the cover gallery and i'm like oh god which cover do i get i really don't know which one i want <laughs> they're all so great yeah i mean there's action comics how i got the jim lee one just a simple one just because i was meeting jim lee like that week that it came out so I'm like, okay i got the jim lee one to get him to sign it and he did sign it so See, i kind of want to get the jim lee batman one as well just because they're similar and i kind of want to have them both side by side framed up in my collection so i like that i got for action 1000 i got the uh 90s alternative cover because um there were like 10 there was like a line outside of my comic book shop and i was scared that i wasn't gonna get an issue so i just grabbed the first one and ran to the cashier <laughs> so which one was that like the uh it's the 90s cover i forget which artist it is i think his name's lee something lee bermejo or something like that oh but they like okay no, yeah. they did like the decade they're doing the same thing for uh detective 1000 that was actually another ad that was in it today but uh or in, in this week's comics but yeah i grabbed just the 90s cover i didn't even get the main action cover i wish i would have gotten the main one but yeah the so now, one? yeah yeah so now that i'm not in a rush i don't know I, the the bruce tim one that's like supposed to be the 40s decade that's where like the huge joker and he's like pointing two guns at batman and robin that one's pretty dope and I think the Tim Sale one, which is like the 90s alternative one, would be cool because I'm a big fan of Tim Sale. But The yeah, Jason Fabok one's sure great, yet. too. Jason Fabok's just Batman standing there, but it looks great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did a similar one for Action 1000. Yeah, Superman just kind of like floating in the sky. It was great. But yeah, so excited for Detective 1000. I mean, I'm not, I'm not excited that it's like a $10 comic, but I'm hoping the story inside will be like, I understand inside will be that worth is that it. much. I understand because yeah. it's like this is a milestone, and I think it's out oh, end it's of iconic. April. I think. No, I think it's in March. Oh wow! Next month. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it's March. Looking forward to it. 
Yeah. Uh, next question. It's funny that they don't put a date on the advertisement. Anyway. Um, yeah. All right. So our next comment, our next comment, our next topic comes from at DC fanboy. Oh, two makes like some of the best memes in the game and the uh, game. Anyway, he says one <laughs> way you would have improved rebirth and retrospect. Um, so for me, I'd say that I would have made rebirth, like have a more central focus. So I felt like in the beginning of rebirth, we were like building to something between like, you know, the whole Mr. Oz reveal and uh, in Titans trying to find out like uh, with Abracadabra, how he was connected to the memories being lost. Like for the first few arcs of almost every book, I was like, yeah, I feel like there's some kind of connection here. And then that just really faded away. I want to say like after the button, like I just felt like it really faded away where it was like the there was no connection was, in between. Yeah, the button came out 11 months after Rebirth started. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much like when Re- when Rebirth hit the one-year mark, I felt like kind of started to lose its central connection. And I thought that was one of the things that made it really cool that like even though there's so many different books, they all kind of have like one theme that they were building to something bigger, which I thought would be Doomsday Clock. But we're in 2019 and we're still not done with it, so <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I mean, I would have them keep building forward towards those mysteries as well and don't do so much change for one writer's sake. So Nightwing is ruined now because of Tom King. I'm sorry. But <laughs> ever since Batman, yeah. uh, what was that? Batman 56 or something? 50, 55. Yeah, he got shot in the head. Yeah, Nightwing got shot in the head. And now the Nightwing book is just, oh, my name is Rick Grayson. I have amnesia. Who's Nightwing? <laughs> and I mean, like, <laughs> it would have been better if they just continued, like, Tom King building his Batman story of just making Batman so depressed, but have a mystery in it. Have a mystery in all these books that connect to everything. Like, Detective Comics had Mr. Oz in it. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just remembering it now. But yeah. back in, like, 970-something issue, uh, Detective Comics had Mr. Oz in it. Action Comics had Mr. Oz in it. Superman had Mr. Oz in it. That was something that Rebirth was really strong with, having a mystery that affected more than just one book. So I kind of wish they kept going for that. Like, the whole mystery with people not knowing who wally west was was in flash it was in justice league it was in titans and even teen titans it was brought up so yeah they don't do that anymore every book's kind of standalone it's not much that you don't get many connections anymore besides occasionally a book will bring up heroes in crisis because that's the big event going on but that's about it yeah yeah and actually that kind of leads us to our next question uh from at space cause cosmonaut uh which is when will dc rebirth end what do you guys think so in my opinion dc rebirth is kind of over when heroes in crisis came out and if you don't want to consider that the end then i guess doomsday clock number 12 is the end but at the same time like i just feel like rebirth is kind of over i mean they stopped using like the rebirth label banner. on top of every comic yeah. yeah banner i mean they like use i mean i kind of like the new design the whole dc universe thing in the corner with like the logo but still like once they stopped using the Rebirth banner, I was like, all right, I, I kind of feel like Rebirth's over. So I, I guess, you know, when Heroes in Crisis started or even if you want to say like maybe like issue 30, I don't know, in the 30s of pretty much every book is when they stopped using the label. So probably around there, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I guess that's like technically when Rebirth ended, quote unquote. I feel like if you were to say, what's DC continuity now? It's still Rebirth technically. So I would say it's going to end probably not for a while. I'm going to say another two more years. 
I know Tom King wants to hit his 100 Batman issues. I know Scott Snyder wants to hit his 100 Justice League issues. And if they restart everything. Flash wants to get 100 issues. Yeah. Yeah. They're restarting everything. They can't do that. And Joshua Williamson, Scott Snyder, Tom King. Those are like DC's, some of DC's biggest writers in DC's opinion. So, I mean, I kind of view 2018 as like, uh, they were calling it DC Fresh Start, which which I think you kind of saw in a lot of books. So like Superman went back to number one, right? Bendis took over, and Action One Thousand. After Action One Thousand, you got a new writer. Justice League went back to number one, started over. You got a Justice League Dark title, Justice League Odyssey. So you got like a bunch of new titles in like 2018. So I guess that's kind of like was the start of DC Fresh Start. Not like a reboot of any kind, or not even like a rebirth. Just like you know, a fresh start. Yeah, pretty much. Marvel had a fresh start, too, and they called it that. But DC's just kind of low-key doing a quote-unquote fresh start. And honestly, nowadays, Rebirth isn't as good as it used to be. I mean, we got Rick Grayson. I mean, some titles are still great. Like, Superman's great. Justice League's great. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. Struggling to find hand. a third one there. Uh, Detective <laughs> Comics. Detective Comics is good. Uh... But yeah, I mean, There's back some when title still, but yeah, I got what you mean. When Rebirth first started, it was like every book was great, pretty much, except for Flash. And Flash has gotten better, but every book was great back then. And then Hal and Pal ended. Titans. Teen Titans was pretty terrible. Yeah, I guess Teen Titans <laughs> was bad. But then Hal and Pal ended, yeah. and then Tom King kind of ruined the Batman Catwoman wedding, and uh, everyone was terrified about Superman ending. And even though it ended up being good in the end, it's just things have yeah. changed and. I feel like yeah. they will restart Rebirth after, I guess, Snyder's in last place here, as far as it's like the race to 100 goes. But after we get to Justice League issue 100, probably in like three years from now, in two years, then Rebirth will finish and we'll get a brand new something. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of more curious where, like, what's going to be the effect of Doomsday Clock, right? So when Doomsday Clock ends... Oh, do the Watchmen wrong. characters go back to their own universe? Do they stay in the DC? Because I don't want, like, you know, Dr. Manhattan to be appearing in a regular title, you know? Or I don't want, you know, <laughs> like, the Watchmen characters, I think, should stay their own entity, right? Doomsday Clock has been great so far, but I think you don't want to overuse them. You don't want to, like, pull, like, what Star Wars did, right? You don't want to, like, oversaturate it, so. Yeah, have you know? either them die, go back to their own universe, or just not be in the DC universe, but have Doomsday Clock still have happened like have have the events be brought up again have the characters mentioned like remember dr manhattan like just kind of I like mean, make sure it's still left a big impact on the dc universe but have them i go feel like I, I feel like the only character i wouldn't mind staying in the dc universe would be uh the new rorschach because he's kind of interesting and i feel like they could build something on him but other than that like you know dr manhattan and like the comedian and all that and uh Mandius, like keep him in their own universe please I can't even see my marionette staying in the regular universe, but yeah, I mean marionette's kind of like Harley Quinn, just a bit more psychotic. So yeah, and maybe less not. toxic fan base. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, so uh, yeah, that was a good question. Uh, so our next question is: What do you think about uh, guys like Bill Maher and them saying comics aren't for adults? And this is from at a uh, sorry eight e r a j j eight uh, so bill maher is a talk show an, Oops. <laughs> yeah he's a talk show he does like a political talk show and i guess they do like you know pop news sometimes and after stan lee died he was you know i guess he wanted attention and he decided to 
be an a-hole. Uh, <laughs> he, he really like dug on Stan Lee and like how uh, comics are for kids and that like, you know, what kind of adult. I, he was just really digging into like the whole comic book industry. He's like, I read him as a kid or he didn't read him as a kid and he doesn't, I don't know, he didn't understand how people could keep reading them after they're, you know, done being a kid. And he, I think he said something like, oh, how could you still like something that you liked as a kid? Like, did you not grow up? But it's just like, how what? I mean, like, there's plenty of stuff from your childhood that can carry over to adulthood. And look at sports, for example. For, yeah, exactly. And to say like uh, comics are just for kids. I mean, yeah, maybe some comics are meant for kids. Like you know, Teen Titans Go. I wouldn't you know find myself reading that, but I would give it to my little cousin. But like, I wouldn't give my little cousin Watchmen to read. You know? Yeah, even just, like today, Batman comics are really dark. I wouldn't have like a five-year-old yeah. read Batman. Like, they're Tom, pretty brutal. Tom King is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my five-year-old cousin would understand that. <laughs> I don't think I would understand that. I'm t- a twenty-year-old guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. To say comics are for kids, I mean, I feel like that's just such a broad statement. And I think Bill Maher was more just doing this to be relevant and get attention because he did become relevant and get attention for this. But <laughs> I don't know. Just like, just to do it, like when, like, if you want to say that on a regular day sure but like to say that when stan lee died like i don't know it felt kind of dirty in my opinion and it wasn't just like a tweet like he did a full like 20 minute yeah like a whole rant about it about how like comics are for kids and if you're reading comics and you're above the age of like 13 you are an idiot and blah blah blah, blah. i didn't watch the whole thing i watched a little yeah. bit of it i stopped my, and I saw my, my eyes were gonna roll behind my head so i couldn't keep watching <laughs> yeah i mean and this is coming from I, I don't I don't know this guy I never heard of him until this actually. <laughs> I, I've but, heard of him before, but like yeah, he's just he's, apparently he's like, like this. Apparently he likes he's to be a controversial. Huge, yeah, yeah, apparently he's a big sports fan and it's like okay, well you like that as a kid? Why are you liking it now? Huh? Yeah, so, exactly. Or sports childish? Like it's just stupid. I feel like he just thinks comics like you said Teen Titans Go. I feel like he thinks Teen Titans Go is every comic in a way or like a comic yeah. similar to that. Uh, it's not like. Tom King can be pretty deep. Uh, <laughs> we like read something like on- Alan Moore's Swamp Thing or like, you know, some of those like really deep titles from back in the day. And it's just like, you're going to tell me this is for kids? Like, come on now. Yeah. And even like the more kid friendly ones like Flash, they 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 have some deep conversations in that. Like just recently, the Flash comics are going over the death of Wally West. Like, that's not something you should put in a kid's book. It's a hero yeah. who was massacred, and people are freaking out over it. Like, yeah, yeah, you get to see his, his uncle's reaction to his death and how they break down mentally. Yeah, or like something like uh, Green Lanterns by Sam Humphries. You know, you deal with like mental health problems. You know, and uh, like anxiety and stuff anxiety, like that. Anxiety, like, depression, that's, I don't think that's childish. Yeah. You know, that's like some real world stuff. So, yeah, common cycle, real events nowadays. He, he even made fun of superhero movies, being like, "Oh, every plot's the same. There's a glowy thing in the sky. They." learn to use their powers, and they save the day. Well, okay, sure, but these superhero movies are based on the comics, and look at Marvel. They're building a cinematic universe. Look at DC. They're trying to build a cinematic (laughs) universe. So, like, they're just kind of... It's a sequel after sequel after sequel, all building up to a big event, and I... If you're not impressed by that... Like, you may not like the MCU or the DCU, but it's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, Um, I have my problems with the MCU, but, like, it's the most successful film franchise of all time, and I don't see it ever being topped, so... And the fact that 20 movies in and they're still making, you know, billions is mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I don't like the... um, Like, whoops, I love the MCU. Whoa, 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 watch (laughs) it. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I meant to say, 
I have my problems with the MCU, but I love the MCU. I already have my Captain Marvel tickets. I'm going to be there day one for Endgame crying by the end of it, probably. <laughs> I'm going to be there day two for Endgame, too. That's right. I'm seeing this movie probably like three times in theaters. That's what I did for Infinity War. I'm going to do it here. I love these movies. I have problems with them, but I love them. Getting off topic. Carry on. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> our next question comes from at Smarbo, and he asks, uh, or says... Thoughts on Netflix Marvel shows all being canceled, and what was your favorite one? Uh, so my initial thoughts were, oh, okay, this is for Disney Plus, but apparently Disney Plus doesn't want like adult content like that, so maybe not going on Disney Plus. I'm not really sure; it's not very clear. Um, Hulu says what, they might revive them, so that would be interesting. I, hope I don't so. have Hulu, but, I don't either. Know. But I would literally get Hulu if they have Daredevil season four and Defender yeah. season two. Agreed, right. agreed. Uh, but my favorite show was Daredevil, uh, and same. I like, and then I liked Punisher, and then the rest of them I actually didn't like. I don't like Luke Cage, I don't like Jessica Jones, and I don't like Iron Fist, and I didn't really care for Defenders either. So, um, <laughs> oh, so when they got canceled, like I didn't feel anything, but when they canceled Daredevil, a man shed a tear. I mean, Daredevil is incredible. It's my favorite. So I think it's the best superhero show ever made. Like show, not not movie, show. Yeah, not, I I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, so um, I was heartbroken when Daredevil season, or just Daredevil in general, was canceled. And Charlie Cox, he plays a fantastic Matthew Mercer. Mercer? No, Matthew Murdoch, sorry. Murdoch. Again, my name's mixed up. Uh, Matthew Murdoch, and I'm going to miss him. And I hope that Hulu revives him. If not, maybe Disney Plus will be like, I pull Sneaky on you and be like, surprise, they're I, all revived. I'll be okay with that Sneaky. That would be a good Sneaky, although I don't know if I want Disney Plus, but that would be a good Sneaky. That would, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite show was Daredevil. I really like Defenders. I know it has its problems, but I like seeing all those characters together. Um, Luke Cage season one was decent. Uh, I didn't watch, but I didn't like the rest. I watched half of Punisher <laughs> season one, so didn't really get into it. But I understand why people really? love it. Um, maybe I'll continue one day. I think I just I I enjoyed it, and I just kind of got distracted with something else, and then just never went back. I think. And I loved Jessica Jones season one. And then really? Made, That's uh, interesting. Kilgrave is a really good villain. Oh, no. Marvel Netflix had the best MCU villains prior to Phase 4. But Yeah. I, I, I thought... I just thought that, like, Jessica Jones as a character or Luke Cage as a character were just, like, lame and boring. Like, the villains carried the show, but, like, I don't know. I didn't yeah, um, like, the villains... I watched the show for the villains, not for the heroes. Like, Jessica yeah. Jones, I was like, eh, she's all right. But Kilgrave as a villain was fantastic. So yeah, maybe I like that. that. And then he he kind of like met his fate at the end of season one. And I hear he's in season two somehow, but I have no interest in watching season two. And now that's canceled, yeah, I, I have no even less either. interest knowing that the story will never continue. Well, supposedly. So possibly not. Rest in peace. All right. <laughs> Our next question comes from Matt Isaiah underscore Simmons underscore artist. And he asks, is Superman actually overpowered slash boring? Uh, no. <laughs> No, I, I think anybody yeah. who says this has never read Superman or has never read the correct Superman. Now, if you read New 52 Superman, then yes, I can't blame you for having that answer. New 52 <laughs> Superman is pretty horrible. But if you read, you know, Tomasi's run or even you know, really just any of the iconic Superman stories, like uh, when Jeff Johns was on Action Comics for a little bit. And uh, I mean, just, you know, some great Superman stories like All-Star Superman, where the whole story is about him being overpowered. And it's so great. American Alien. Like so great Superman. Yeah, American Alien, Secret Origin, uh, 
Yeah, I was about to Secret mention Identity. Secret you got uh, Son of Superman. Uh, there's a Mark Wade one that I can't think of right now. It's another Origin one, but they're, they're all like great. Like Superman is such a great character, and like people who just call him overrated. Like super, don't base really Superman. Random. Yeah, don't base Superman's power or his. Don't base Superman himself after his powers. Look at his personality. He is someone that we should all strive to become. He's just trying to be like the better person in any situation. He wants yeah. to save people. He wants to make people happy. He wants people to trust him, which is why he doesn't wear a mask or gloves. Like, he's just a great guy. And it's something in the DC universe that everyone looks up to. And it's someone in the real world that we should look up to as well, fictional or not. We should yeah. all strive to become the Superman, the better man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Actually, our friend uh, Jay, Comic Prince, you've heard him on the podcast before, and he does YouTube as well. He did a great video on Superman about how he's something that we should strive towards, and I just thought it was like really well done. His he got uh, his YouTube name is at All Star Studios. He changed his name, but go check out that Superman video if you haven't. It's really good. Uh, but yeah, Superman's just like a great character, and whenever somebody's like, oh, overpowered, go read Tomasi's run. In Tomasi's run, you can make the argument that he's underpowered, to be honest. Yeah, like, they didn't really do any like um, like crazy strength feats, like you know. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. And like the villains, like Superman holds back even with villains. So yeah, I guess Injustice Superman could be considered like overpowered because that's Superman without the morals. But yeah, he has lust. morals. Yeah, exactly. You have like the most terrible villain come down and start to kill everyone, Just, like shoots Nightwing in the head. Uh, Beals says I don't like Wally West and Superman will still hold back when fighting this villain so yeah 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 all right good question uh our next question comes from at s-c-h-u dot john uh shoe john shoe and he said uh if you could be a comic writer who would you choose to write about and what would the story be about here it comes uh Well, we all know who I would write about. Here it comes. Barry Allen. No, I'm joking. Uh, I would write about Wally West, of oh, course. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> my see, my Wally West title is different though. So you may know me from Dan Didio's comment sections, where I tell him <laughs> I have pitch just about every day. Actually, he doesn't post as much. I'm bored, but uh, <laughs> I my, I strive to be the top liked comment on all of Dan Didio's posts, and I tell him how I'm going to pitch a Wally West series, and he's going to love it. Maybe one day I'll get to pitch it. That's actually somebody else's question asked, will I ever be able to pitch it? <laughs> um, anyway, um, my series will be about Wally West. And um, it's funny because the love interest that I would choose is not Linda Park, which might be a shock. The love interest I would choose is Jessica Cruz because I think the more the more I think about it, she's like the perfect person for Wally. Like she's just like such an understanding character and she goes through some of the same problems that Wally has. And I just think they're like – you know, I think the Flash and Green Lantern dating was like terribly mishandled in Justice League Rebirth, but an interesting, you know, thing to do. I mean, it's different. So I thought that could be really cool. And I have like a whole pitch, like ready in a Word document. So, hey, Dan Didio, <laughs> I'm ready for the call. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I haven't figured out how I would do it. I, I would want them to be in Keystone, and Keystone would be a lot like how uh, Bloodhaven was for Nightwing during the Chuck Dixon run, where it's overrun by crime and drug rings and you know human traffickers and all that bad stuff. I, I think it would be really interesting to see Wally clean up his old city and you know the brave and the bold taking a new direction into like romance. And I mean, I think it would be interesting 
to have a romance that isn't just like brought on to you after the first issue, like, oh, they're dating now, because that's how most comic book romances are handled in the modern age, in my opinion. But like, I like, I like, you know, a whole buildup, like 15 to 20 issues at least. You know, I want you teasing the hell out of that relationship. So that's what I would do with my series. Dan, if you're listening, I'm I'm ready, Dan. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really have a pitch like you do. (laughs) I don't have it written out, but maybe I will write one out one day. Uh, if I were to do like a just a regular character, uh, I'd probably do Batman. He was my first favorite and all that. Um, my actual pitch would just... I don't really have like a full-on story in mind, but I want a story, the opposite of Tom King's story, where it's him working to be a better man. Working to be the Superman in a way. Like still like terrify criminals at night and everything, but be a better person in general. Like connect with your son more, Bruce. Like... Go see Jason and give him a hug and, like, just be <laughs> a better person in general. I want to just lead up to having, like, a Batman who goes out at night and be like, Ah, I'm Batman! And, like, beat up criminals. But when he takes the cowl off, he smiles. And so that's what I want. But that's, like, just a solo character. I have other ideas that are, like, more team-up books. Like, I want a book about all four Robins, like, going on a road trip around the world or something. <laughs> and I want to call it okay. Robins. So... <laughs> Uh, I want a book. <laughs> yeah, I want like a fantasy like book of the Wonder Woman, Donna Troy, and Wonder Girl teaming up with Aquaman, Aqualad, and Garth going around just fighting monsters and stuff. I feel like that's a team that, up. That was that, a good idea. I like that. I like that on your Instagram. That's yeah, cool. I feel like that's a book that'll never ever happen, but I would love to write it. So <laughs> I feel like it could work. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be like a very fantasy like book with these heroes. Oh, so oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, that could definitely work. Yeah, those are my uh, like three little pitches that I haven't thought much into, but would love to write. All right, interesting. All right, and our last question comes from uh, at Sabsy Sketch, and we'll keep this one quick because I just noticed how much time we went for this. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, uh, they ask how to keep up with comics while catching up with comics that you have never read. So uh, I'm somebody who reads a lot of trades. In fact, I keep track of how many trades I read per year. In 2019, I've already read 18 trades because – I don't have a social life. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so something I do, because comics come out every Wednesday, so obviously I'm still reading all my new titles, but then obviously I want to read about my trades. I mostly stick to trade reading on the weekends and like maybe like a Monday or a Friday, but then like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm focused on the new releases because, you know, sometimes I can't read all the new releases in one day. On Tuesday? So, what? <laughs> they come out well, Wednesday. All right, maybe not Tuesday, but Wednesday and Thursday, <laughs> definitely. Like, I don't read trades on Wednesday and Thursday. But, you know, on the weekend, I read a bunch of trades. And, you know, part of reading a lot of trades means uh, you don't have much going on <laughs> on the weekends. So I have the time to do it. But it is fun to, like, you know, catch up on all these old great runs. You know, I, I'm, I, like I said, I've been rereading uh, Chuck Dixon's Nightwing. And I just, you know, I love that run so much. I forgot how much I love it. So it's good to, you know, catch up on all those old ones. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. Like, uh, before... I started my Instagram account, Comic Book Hunter. I used to pick up my comics on Wednesday and I would just read them throughout the week. And then I started my account and I started reading them within the first two days. So I come home from the comic store, I read them on all on Wednesday, or if I was busy, I read them most of them Wednesday, the rest Thursday, get them done by Thursday. So then I could post about all the new stuff that happened on my Instagram. And now I do it so I could talk about it here on the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say I used to like space it out way more. Like I would even read some on the weekend. But then uh, when we started doing the podcast, obviously we record Thursday nights usually, so you have to read them between Wednesday and Thursday. Exactly. So. 
So, yeah, as far as trades go, yeah, I read them during the weekend when I have free time. Uh, I'm stuck doing homework a lot on weekends, and I, I do play Dungeons & Dragons, so I plan for that and stuff. <laughs> but I can be busy on the weekend, but I try to get at least a, a half a trade in on the weekend. Um, I'm not much like GD where I have so many that I'm buying and reading. I reread a lot, <laughs> though. I do own a lot of trades. I don't know how many off the top of my head, but right now I am rereading uh, Justice League New 52, uh, like from the start. Dark side war. I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm on volume three right now, but I'm just reading from the start, just because I love that series. And I'm thinking as I pick up like the next volume, I see, in my like I have my new fifty two kind of sorted. I see Batman new fifty two. I'm like, oh, I should reread that. So after this, I'm gonna be reading Batman new fifty two. But I've already read this stuff, and I just kind of do it on my free time. So whenever you got free yeah. time, read your trades. Yeah, bada-bing, I'm, bada-bing. I'm a bit- I'm a big fan of rereading too. I mean, it's just, you know, like I said, I'm reading the Dixon Nightwing. That was like one of the first runs I ever read, you know, consecutively. The first one I ever read consecutively, and I got that out of the library. So, like, it just makes you nostalgic to read those great runs and remember, like, damn, that run is so great. And, like, you named Justice League New 52 and Batman New 52, two great runs in their own right. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to reread those and look back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to read, that makes me kind of want to read my first volume ever. You read Nightwing, my first volume ever. For like a superhero comic was uh, Batman Hush, so I feel like rereading oh. that maybe. I haven't uh, read it. Hush, in I haven't years. read in years. Yeah, I gotta mm-hmm. reread that one of these days. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, we'll see. All right, that was great uh, to have your questions. Sorry we went so long. I didn't even realize it went that long, but it was fun to answer you guys' questions. And hopefully we'll be able to do it again in the future if we have another light comic week. Uh, but yeah, with that, let's get to the news. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Where do you want to start? <laughs> I don't have my news written down, but uh, off the top of my head, the solicitations came out for DC and Marvel for yes, May twenty nineteen. Uh, <laughs> so the DC solicitations, you know, same old, same old, except not the same old. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, you may know them from such stuff as Batman New Fifty Two. They're teaming up. Yeah, they're teaming up for one last Batman thingy uh they're writing a mini called batman the last night on earth and i think it's a mini oh no it's three issues yeah so it's very many uh and yeah they're teaming up apparently it's gonna be their last like time on batman together it is yeah that's true apparently i mean they say that all the time (laughs) yeah Uh, i felt like they said that a while ago uh it's gonna be a dc black label book which means might not be canon but you gotta be 18 years old or older to buy because it's gonna oh, be some man. dark stuff. I'm so the 19. this is the second DC Black Label that's a Batman story to come. The first one was Batman Damned. We saw Batman's dick in that. So we might get uh, Greg Capullo drawing naked Batman in this. Who knows? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> little little uh, summarization on this is: Bruce Wayne wakes up in Arkham Asylum, young, sane, and he was never Batman. So begins the sprawling tale of the Dark Knight as he embarks on a quest through a devastating DC landscape featuring a massive cast of familiar faces from the DC Universe. As he tries to piece together the mystery of his past, he must unravel the cause of this terrible future and track down the unspeakable force that destroyed the world as he knew it. And then, yeah, that's about it. Sounds interesting. I might actually pick that up. I I will for sure. I've been pretty disappointed in the Batman Who Laughs from Scott Snyder, so hopefully he could rebound with this one. I mean, three issues, so hopefully he could keep it to the point and concise. Yeah, I mean, I have two, but I've been really liking his Justice League, so he's he's good when he wants True. to be, I guess. True. Uh, uh, we got a little big... more info on Deceased, uh, DCEased, however you want to put it. Tom Taylor, It's uh, looks like it's basically Marvel Zombies, just DC. Uh, 
but it's only three issues, right? Three issues or six? I think issues? it was six. It, six issues. Uh, so yeah, DCs. I don't think I'm going to be picking that one up. Just didn't really, you know, the whole solicitation just didn't excite me. So not feeling it. It's a basically zombie DC adventure. I don't think it's canon, but no, yeah, I probably I won't pick it. it up either. Other things to note: Aquaman number forty-eight, which is uh, two issues from now, it's gonna have Aquaman return to his roots and become Aquaman again. For those that don't know, he says he's had amnesia since December, so around the time the Aquaman movie came out. Wait, so. that's only that's only two issues from now. These are the May solicitations. I know. Are you sure it's only two? So it got delayed. Yeah, that's it's weird. forty-eight. The one, we had Aquaman issue come out this week. That was forty-five. So. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's been delayed big time. Um, Batman seventy. Uh, that's coming out, and it has the cover shows Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman on a horse, dragon Bruce Wayne on ropes in a desert. Through the desert. Looks kind of weird, but <laughs> I'm interested. It's, it's the King, thing that we've been waiting for for months to it's see. Tom, it's Tom King, of course it's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is... That's like the end of the Nightmares arc there, like the Batman 70-ish. Yeah, yeah, they're finishing that about up. a few weeks ago you listen to the podcast regularly yeah. uh there's the heroes or doomsday clock rather uh doomsday clock number 11 supposedly coming out in may which is the second to last issue uh shocker right i mean i didn't yeah. think it ever end uh, like we, we have- yeah the two covers are black adam ripping the american flag and uh two villains behind them we've seen that cover for a while now we now see the main cover which is uh batman's hand holding some other hand on a key to the launch to controls launch for like nuke. a nuke so uh interesting hopefully he does Batman doesn't have like a muscle spasm and turns the wrist <laughs> yeah, that'd be really yeah. bad <laughs> so something something hunter said before we started recording is that uh doomsday clock looks like it's going to be stacking up all the issues for the end so there will be like you know, back to back to back to back, like very quick instead of this whole bi monthly crap. So we got two issues in March, supposedly, and then we have April, May, and then June, and then it's over, supposedly. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. Until Jeff tells us it's delayed again. And we're like, yeah. damn you, Jeff. Uh, the uh, Flash, Flash number 70. Yeah. Yeah. Flash year one. Uh, so Flash year one will be in the main book, which I think Williamson said a few weeks ago, but yeah, Flash year one coming yeah, up in flash number 70 so basically happening. we have the james jesse trickster story and then flash year one to follow that howard porter is going to be on the art which i can't wait for because howard porter is a personal favorite of mine and yeah should be good yep hopefully the, the green lantern issue that comes out that month uh there's a variant cover jessica cruz is on it uh variant covers tend not to mean too much but there's a chance we'll get jessica cruz i, I kind of doubt it but she's on the variant cover so maybe uh but also nightwing number 60 variant cover has nightwing suited up which we all know won't happen because he's Rick Grayson right now. Very true. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws confirming once again that Red Hood has longer hair, no longer buzz cut. Thank God he's back to his normal Thank hair. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The buzz cut wasn't going for him that well. Um, no, it was not. Besides Superman, that. Superman number 11 has Rogal Czar escaping the... Uh, Escaping the Phantom Zone, on the prison. Phantom Zone. So, and he has uh, Supergirl, Superman, and Superboy under his fist, Superboy so, ca- yeah. Johner or John <laughs> John Kent. Get my John get my Superboys mixed up. Yeah, that, mixed that's up. about it for the DC solicitations. Marvel also released theirs. Not much to say on this besides the fact that oh my god, there's so many tie-ins. <laughs> They yeah, have this big event, big the event. War of Realms, yeah, and it has like ten million tie-ins, uh, more like fifteen tie-ins, but fifteen tie-ins is way too many. I will not be reading all those tie-ins because that is way too many. Come on now, 
Yeah, War Realms is uh, Marvel's 2019 big event, kind of like how uh, DC's is um, Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis, DC. yeah. Uh, Heroes in Crisis, Doomsday Clock, uh, Year of the, the villain, villain, I guess. They got too many things going on. Yeah, but, but yeah. now they're doing <laughs> Marvel's doing War of the Realms, and just like, hey, I hope you like tie-ins. Here's 15, which is like, yep. no thanks. <laughs> uh, metal. Give me flashbacks. Yeah, yeah me so that's flashbacks. uh that's it for the solicitations. Uh look pretty interesting and I can't wait for some of these titles. Uh for the live action news, uh there was some birds of prey of Harley Quinn getting dog food, assumedly for her uh hyenas. hyenas. So yeah, more Harley Quinn. Woohoo. Um I'm not really interested for this movie, so yeah. Oh, I'll really see it. I'll see it day one. I mean yeah, I'll still see it day one, but like I can't say I'm excited. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the Flash CW TV show is going to be having a uh, title for an episode called Godspeed. So Godspeed's coming. August Hart maybe is appearing. We don't know for sure. Oh, it God. could just be called Godspeed because like maybe at one point Iris will say a line being like Godspeed Barry, but <laughs> run Barry, run Godspeed. Oh God. Yeah. yeah uh... We're so excited to see Godspeed in live action, our favorite evil speedster. That's only right, been in Hunter? comics for two years. <laughs> he works better really as a bad hero. Like, I think he's appeared in less than ten issues, in all honesty. Yeah, I'm going to say he's appeared maybe nine. He, he appeared in like the first six of the run, and then he appeared in... Oh, no, maybe, maybe more, because he appeared as August Hart in prison. But yeah, less than 20 for sure. So yeah, he's not been around that long. But it's okay, whatever. CW, I don't really watch it anyway, so yeah, matter for me curious what the suit will um, look like if he's in but i doubt he'll actually be in it we'll see yeah yeah probably not i think that's it for the dc live action or any live action news so that's i guess it for that's news yeah for the news yeah all right so welcome to the i think that's 41 minute mark uh where we go over the comics because that's what this podcast is all about the mm. comics <laughs> uh, we'll start with our cover of the week and our pick of the week. Uh, this was a really small week of comics. I only bought three, and Hunter only bought five. five. Actually, I bought four. I bought four. I forgot. I bought a fourth one. But I didn't. Yeah, it's uh, Lucifer. Uh, I buy it from my oh, mom. Yeah, I actually yeah. haven't read it. It, lo- it looks pretty interesting, but I haven't read it. So, All right, so what is your pick of the week, and what is your cover of the week? My pick of the week is probably... Ooh, I haven't thought about it. Probably just Batman. I mean, it wasn't that big of a week of comics, but I enjoyed Batman. Uh, my cover of the week is probably Justice League slash Legion of Doom. It's Francis Monopole art. It's got uh, Brainiac looking at Luther, Gorilla Grodd, and Sinestro and Cheetah in, like, jars. and looks cool. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, my cover of the week is actually Lucifer, number five. Uh, although <laughs> I didn't read it, this cover is pretty badass, I won't lie. And uh, my pick of the week is Justice League number 18 slash Legion of Doom number four five i think uh but yeah i thought it was a pretty good issue and we'll dive right into that now now we'll start with batman uh batman <laughs> number 65 aka the price part three uh the price is the crossover with batman and flash if you haven't been following been pretty decent so far uh yeah. joshua williamson is writing it's nice. all about gotham girl <laughs> she's the uh the villain if you want to say she's a villain uh, we see her origin story, or how she thought her origin story would go, but that's not how it really went, where she takes down the man who was about to kill her parents and knocks off his head in the process. It's really gross, actually. Her, yeah, her actual origin story is uh, she was at home one day when her parents and brother went out shopping or something, 
Uh, brother returned. Parents were dead because they were mugged and shot, kind of like Bruce Wayne's parents. And then they got superpowers. We don't really know how they got powers, but they got powers. Uh, I guess we'll find out later. Uh, just for those who don't read this comic, um, basically what's happening is Wally West died. He was the Flash, the other Flash. Um, Wally, or I mean Barry Allen and Bruce Wayne, they're kind of trying to find out how. But at the same time, Gotham Girl is attacking civilians, so they're like, we gotta stop her. But Wally's dead, and yeah, bada boom, bada bing. It's decent. It's not bad. So you want to give a recap of the issue? Yeah, Yeah, so Batman and Flash are fighting the Gotham people, the Gotham zombies, if you will, from the end of last issue. Uh, Flash and Batman are kind of at odds because, uh, well, Flash found a sanctuary mask in Gotham Girl's stuff, and, well... Did Gotham Girl go to Sanctuary? That's what Barry Allen wants to know. So uh, Bruce swears that uh, he doesn't know where she got the mask from, that he thinks it's part of the plan, but she did not go to Sanctuary. Uh, And then Batman jumps on the Flash's back. (laughs) It's a really interesting panel, and Flash runs with him (laughs) on his back. Uh, It reminds me of Injustice, like I think the first or second issue of Injustice when Batman is on Flash's back. And they've done this before with like Bart Allen and Tim Drake and Wally West and Dick Grayson, so it's always fun to see. Uh, I don't know. I, I love it. Um, the Gotham people, Gotham zombies, start exploding with like light in between them, and then when they explode, they're nothing but bones on the ground. Pretty gross, but really good art. Actually, I don't know who did the art in this one, but very well done. Um, um, anyway, uh, Flash and Batman are very much at odds, blaming each other, and Flash decides that he doesn't. He doesn't need Bruce. Central City needs him, so he's gonna run off and go to Central City. Uh, we see Iris West at the CCPD for some reason. She's looking through a box and she finds a picture of her, Barry, and Wally. Oh, so yeah, she sad. was just there looking in Barry's office for any pictures of Wally. She was, yeah, she was collecting a picture of Wally because she wants to do his obituary. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what it's called, yeah, obituary. She doesn't want to do it because, well, I mean, she's still really in denial that Wally's dead. Uh, but while she's like kind of going over what her obituary is going to be about, Gotham Girl comes breaking into the CCPD and... Uh, from girling uh she says that it's not i don't know this was kind of an odd line uh flash wants to stop her and she goes that's not very heroic <laughs> uh, kind of weird i don't, I don't really know <laughs> uh but, the, but it was just a weird panel right uh, uh saying like you know i know you were hurt i know your brother was hurt but please i know what you're feeling please just stop i lost somebody close to me and it's terrible but i know i can't have him back and then Gotham Girl's like, can't have him back. Oh, no, Flash. My brother is already back. And then Gotham comes flying in, which is, you know, Gotham's been, he was hooked up on Venom in the first issue of this crossover. So, yeah. He's roided him. up. Uh, he, yeah, he goes to fight Flash, and uh, he reminds the Flash of the last time they met when he took on the whole Justice League and kind of kicked their ass. Uh, Flash gets distracted by uh, Iris because he's like what are you doing here and when he gets distracted he gets like punched way out of the CCPD uh, by Gotham it's when they get outside well drawn like yeah very... when yeah the art was really great in this issue which is funny because the cover is terrible <laughs> yeah. the cover artist is definitely not the same as the interior artist but anyway uh, Gotham has flash in his grips and Batman is really punching it on the jet uh, he's getting engine failure because he's going so fast and Alfred tells him that the, that the ship is going to explode if he keeps going this fast uh, Gotham talks about how he likes flash's optimism and, it, and it's inspirational and right before he could finish uh, he blows up with like that glowy stuff and then uh, it was interesting his last few words he's like oh, what, did, what did you do to me it hurts I, I didn't want this Claire I was happy before where I was now, now I'm scared. And then he 
blows to smithereens and all that's left is his skeleton. So Claire brought him back against his will. This is an interesting story concept because he was ha- he was content being dead. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. I thought or, that was really I thought that was really cool. Or maybe he was happy before he got his powers or something. If he's talking like way back, maybe Gotham Girl, Claire is the reason they're powered up. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was content with his life and Claire's the crazy one, which I kind of like. I don't know, I thought this was a really interesting panel here. I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can interpret it, too. Uh, Batman finally makes his way over with the jet, and uh, he's trying to talk to Claire, and is like, who who are you working for? Who saved your brother? But Claire's like, what does it matter now? And then she starts to glow like her brother did, and then she says, wouldn't the price be worth it? Because they got to mention the price at least once every issue. And she's all like super cyan at the end. And she's all glowy. What? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what super cyan is. I don't watch anime. Super but... cyan? Oh. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the weebs that may watch this podcast. Very <laughs> sorry to, podcast, to me. But... That offends me. It's super <laughs> saiyan. Same stuff. I, that's basically what I said. Super saiyan. Anyway, she's oh all, my God. She's all glowy. It's all glowing in the end, and that's where the issue ends. Uh, this is a pretty <laughs> solid issue. I liked it. Super Saiyan. Yeah, it was. It was all right. Hunter's um, never going to let that go. <laughs> no, I'm not. One thing that I wish would have happened was Batman's going so fast trying to get to Central City. It's like, oh, your ship's going to blow up. Are you going any faster? He's like, push it harder then. Like, you know what Batman does. <laughs> I kind of wanted the ship to blow up and him to go shooting out and do like some sort of Superman pose and just fly through the air and use his cape to kind of help him land. But no, it seems like the ship was fine in the end <laughs> yes yeah, i mean that could have been cool actually yeah i was really hoping for that but no then we get when he actually arrives in central city and the ship's fine and he just kind of gets out so it's like oh no superman man oh well yeah uh what what do you uh make the issue and what do you rate the issue i thought the issue was pretty good i'm looking forward to the finale i hope we get some more answers with heroes in crisis and i give it a eight yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought the crossover has been pretty solid so far. The only thing is, I wish it was tying a little more into Heroes in Crisis. But I mean, I'm hoping that the reveal of Gotham Girl's boss, whoever that may be, could be pretty epic. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Good issue overall. Yeah. Our next comic of the week is Justice League number 18, aka Legion of Doom number four or five. I don't remember which issue it is. Uh, Lex Luthor is strapped up on a table. Uh, Brainiac, I'm sorry, Brainiac. Uh, Gorilla Grodd and Sinestro are there. And this I found weird. So Cheetah's with them in the Legion of Doom headquarters. I thought Cheetah left them after Drowned Earth. Um, Didn't she leave them? Like when Manta left? That's why they needed new members, because Manta and Cheetah left? Or am I wrong here? Was it Cheetah that left? Who who was the original member? Someone else left. I don't think it was Cheetah. Was it Cheetah? I thought it was Cheetah. I could be wrong, but I thought... That's why I, I was really surprised to see her. I thought Cheetah had left them, but maybe I'm wrong. Continuity errors are Hunter's biggest enemy, if you don't know. If you don't oh, listen to the crap. podcast is regularly. A, is this a continuity error? <laughs> oh, no. Did she leave? That's like his joker. I thought she left in Drowned Earth, but I, I could be wrong. But anyway. Okay, um, you recap the issue. So, I'm literally going to find out. Go ahead. Uh, so they're going through <laughs> Lex, Luthor's, Lex Luthor's mind. Brainiac is. And uh, Brainiac is telling him how he's going to take control over his body. So uh, Lex Luthor knew this was going to happen. He knew that Brainiac would eventually betray them. But like, he's Lex Luthor. Of course he has a plan for it. So uh, he's like, oh, you're going to take over my body but not know all the information you need? Come on, I'll show you. So very well. Uh, we get the story of Vandal Savage and when he found this glowy yellow stone. Uh, it's very powerful, but it's not the stone that gave him the power he already had the powers uh he has this yellow stone and he goes through 
like so many different people, including Rajah Ghul was one of them. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, but trying to figure out what this stone is and what it does. And uh, I, basically what they're trying to show you is that like throughout the years, nobody can figure out what this stone means. But the first person to figure it out is a redhead guy named Lionel Luther, a.k.a. Lex Luthor's father. Lionel Luther's trying to explain uh, what the stone exactly is. And yeah, he's doing a pretty good job of explaining it and making sense for Vandal Savage. Uh, the whole time Lex Luthor's kind of like narrating the story. And uh, he basically says that he like, um, like he says that his father unlocked so many of Vandal's like legionnaire club, like activities, like everything that Vandal can do kind of leads back to Lionel Luther and how he became so powerful. But Lionel Luther was obviously doing experiments behind his back with the whole Martian Manhunter as a kid thing. So this is pretty interesting. And he calls Vandal Savage an idiot caveman because uh, Vandal Savage couldn't really see the bigger picture when Lionel Luther could. But we find out that Vandal Savage is the one who destroyed Lionel Luther's life and made him the drunk father that Lex Luther remembers as a child. And uh, Lex... Lex realizes how powerful this stone could be, and he's like, I killed Vandal Savage with my bare hands, which happened in Justice League issue number one. Uh, Brainiac realizes, like, I can't even do justice to this dialogue, but, like, it was written so well of how he convinces Brainiac that you need me. Like, I'm more important, and the two of us working together is far better than you uh, turning against me. And by the end of it, he's like, oh, no, I know you'll do the right thing, Brainiac. And I was like, Ooh, that was kind of that was kind of cool. And then uh, Lex Luthor wakes up and he's like, well chosen, Brainiac. So now they're going to work together and they have the two yellow stones. Uh, Brainiac calls it beautiful. And then he says, then we're ready. And then uh, they start walking into the like a screen with Perpetua there. And they say they together they're going to find the true meaning of faith. And, and how they can hold the orb, which is like the little yellow stone, in their mind and turn it. So, yeah. And they do uh, a little bro a, pose. They do a little bro pose. I thought this was a really interesting issue. And like I said, I can't really do justice to the dialogue. But uh, James Tinion wrote this issue, and he is a master of dialogue. And he wrote Lex to a T. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. This issue was good dialogue. Uh, and I, I, I kind of liked Lionel Luther uh, being the one who really got Vandal Savage what he needed, and then Vandal Savage turned on him, and then I guess Lex gets his revenge by killing Vandal Savage one day. Interesting. With the um, with the thing that kind of caused this madness, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost poetic. I kind of found out uh, Cheetah did not leave the Legion of Doom. It was Joker who was the other member who left. Oh, Joker. I totally forgot about it. Okay, I, my bad. Yeah, I forgot. I remember, like, two members did leave. Who was the other member? Yeah, it was Joker. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Uh, what did you think of the issue, and what do you rate it? I thought this issue was good. It was a good dialogue part. Granted, it kind of felt like a needed filler. So not a filler, but like it's like, okay, let's put this issue here. So then we can set up the next Justice League arc, which is about like the other dimension, which I'm really looking forward to starting two weeks from now. Um, th- I give this Jorge issue... Jimenez, Jorge Jimenez art on that one, too. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I give this issue like seven point five though. It was it was nice. Okay, yeah. I, I give this one an eight point five. I really enjoyed this one, and I thought it was. I mean, I know some of our friends, Hunter and I's friends, uh, thought this was a little forced to make Lionel Luther and Vandal Savage all line up. And is it a little weird how all this stuff lines up with like Lex Luther and Martian Manhunter? But I don't know. I I really dig it all. I like that Scott Snyder and James. T- and maybe Williamson has some uh, has some insight into this, but I like how they're painting like a huge picture where like J- 
Justice League is not just, you know, arc to arc. It's a hundred issue story and it's like, you know, this big crazy thing that things can connect and you don't even see them coming. Even like something might happen in issue one that connects to issue 30, you know? So I, I like that. Yeah, I guess that's a good point being like they all, it's kind of cheesy, I guess, that they all connect, but it's written really well and it makes sense. Yeah, like, like. So Vandal Savage gets killed by Lex Luthor in issue one, right? You don't really think much of it. But then you find out that Vandal Savage ruined Lionel Luthor's life in issue number 18. So And then it makes his death poetic. I don't know. It, it's cool. I like it. I like it, too. I do. Yeah. Good job. All right. So uh, now do you want to go over either Aquaman or Nightwing before we go to the Marvel side of things? Uh, I can give, like, quick 30-second recaps. Um, Nightwing, he's re- Yeah, okay. Right, timing. Three, two, one, go. Nightwing's still bad. Uh, uh, the Joker's daughter has appeared. For those who don't know, the Joker's daughter is a crazy girl who just said she's the Joker's daughter. Where's Joker's face? Um, she didn't. She just kind of appeared in this issue. She didn't do much. Uh, Barbara Gordon came and was just like, yeah, she didn't do much. Just kind of sat there. It's not very good. I give it like a four out of ten. Three, two, two out of ten. One out of ten. Mate. Around there. One, two out of ten. Jesus. <laughs> um aquaman number 45 um it was basically like a history book um of what's her face girl in the red who found aquaman calls him andy being like hey aquaman uh you want to know the history of this universe he's like yeah sure and he's, she's just like well uh the ocean and and gods kind of came together and created all these other demigods and and you might be one of them and he's like neato and yeah that was it was kind of confusing but the art was really good and they're starting to develop more him more into aquaman because for those who don't know i've said it before i'm gonna say it again aquaman has amnesia he doesn't know he's aquaman he's starting to find out he's aquaman yeah done okay. they're they're both like kind of confusing issues but they're well aquaman was decent i give it like a seven uh nightwing was bad but <laughs> they're both issues that not much happened in it so okay yeah interesting yeah. all right then i guess uh that's it for the dc side of things and we'll go quickly over to the marvel side of things since we're approaching the one hour mark now uh avengers was the only marvel comic that came out for that we read this week uh avengers number 15, 15. Um, so the story has been about Dracula and uh, Blade, which is pretty interesting. Blade's pretty cool, right? Right? Yep. Wrong. No, no, no. Not wrong. Oh. It's pretty cool. I, I like uh, the, co- the cover is pretty interesting, and Hunter actually made a joke about this on his Instagram story. Uh, I guess since you guys are living in the future, he did this in the past. Uh, by <laughs> the cover says, "Buy this comic, or we'll kill this Avenger." And they have Robbie Ray's like. Oh, right you know, swords and guns drawn him and hunter pulls out his wallet and a quarter comes out but that's not enough to save robbie reyes so uh, robbie i'm reyes so sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> oh man that was i was laughing while i was watching that i was like oh hunter but i actually coolest- i actually did buy support your industry <laughs> i bought this comic i paid the money i paid the yeah. uh how much is this 399 US. us so it's like yeah. five dollars for me so i oh, bought it i did not know that about that all right uh but anyway so uh we start out with blade and the colonel uh the colonel is like some zomb- uh vampire killer who wears a mask which is kind of cool looking but yeah he uh, looks he doesn't like, like one of those uh heavy armored guys in fallout the, ser- the game series oh, i forget never played fallout in my life i, I played fall three four in new vegas and i for some reason i can't remember the names 
But yeah, imagine, first look at, type in follow, go to images. It's one of the first images is what they look like. Uh, anyway, he's punching Blade and Captain Marvel comes in, but Captain Marvel gets like slammed against the wall because this guy's really strong for some reason. Uh, <clears throat> Robbie Reyes uh, is doing like the narrating, uh, the Ghost Rider, and uh, his narrating is actually kind of interesting. He talks about how uh, he has so much power and how uh, it hurts like hell to use it. But he's not like in control of his own body, and he's like this huge, like black skull, like black body too. Like he looks crazy. It's and, like uh, he, yeah, he's thick boned. Exactly, <laughs> and he and he turns on the Avengers, uh, but again, he's not in control of his body, which he's talking about in his narration. Yeah, uh, where we go to the Russian prison where. Uh, Dracula is being held because in the end of the last issue, Dracula went to Russia for salvation, but they put him in prison. Uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, is is with him, and well, they have kind of an them. interesting like, like he, he snuck he in. <laughs> yeah, he sneaks into the prison and visits him. Uh, they kind of have like an interesting back and forth where Dracula is pretty smooth about talking how uh, you know he brings up his father Howard Stark and uh, how, how he Howard Stark offered. Tony to uh, like he offered to give away his son for a chance to live forever, so uh, that was pretty interesting. But Tony hates Howard Stark, so he's like, "Oh, you want to talk bad about Howard Stark? I bet you I could beat you at that." So pretty interesting back and forth. Uh, but there starts a riot at the prison, and the basically the Russian Iron Man, he's like a huge red suited guy. Uh, he's fighting the breakout, and he's like, and he's like Stark. Oh man, I got I got to arrest you. And then Stark's like, "You're gonna arrest me during a prison riot." Come on now. So uh, the the Russian Iron Man and Tony Stark are back-to-back fighting the people. And, uh, yeah, Dracula has, like, a really creepy smile while all that's going on. Uh, Robbie Reyes and the colonel and a few other bad people are uh, coming up on a whole lair full of kids, which are vampire kids, and they tell Robbie to kill them all. And the, some beautiful pages here, actually, uh, with, like, the fire coming through his skull. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, like, refuses to do it, and then the colonel and some others kill all the kids, or try to kill all the kids. I don't know if they actually kill all the kids. It's not very clear. It doesn't really uh, say, uh, I think they but, did. Oh, okay. And uh, that's when the Avengers show up, and that's the end of the issue. But actually, I missed, uh, so they they settle the prison break, like, the riots, but uh, Dracula didn't even try to escape during it. He didn't even move a muscle, well, other than smiling. Uh, so Stark wants to take him back to Avengers Tower, but not happening. Uh, the Russian Iron Man punches Iron Man right in the stomach and leaves him on the ground. And he's like, oh, you're lucky the bear or widow isn't here because you wouldn't be leaving. So, yeah, uh, that was pretty much it. So the Avengers are going to face possessed Robbie Ray is in the next issue. Some cool, something cool that uh, during the whole prison scene, because Tony Stark kind of snuck into the prison without anyone noticing he wore like a black, more tighter Iron Man suit, and it looks really cool. It's like a yeah, stealth suit. I was hoping we were going to get something on that, or hopefully he wears it again, because that was really cool. I don't know if he wears that in his title. I don't read his title, but it's It's like cool. a stealth suit for Iron Man. It looks really cool. It's got kind of like Tron outlines. It's it's a nice suit. I wanted to wear that more. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a good issue. I'm looking forward to the next one, where it just basically seems like... Uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Thor, and was that Black Panther at the end? Uh, Blade. Oh, no, it wasn't. Um, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Thor, and Blade versus uh, a pretty much a jacked up Ghost Rider. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah and uh, just one other interesting piece of like dialogue there. Uh, 
Tony offers to take Dracula to Avengers Mountain, and uh, he goes, "While well, you got a vampire, ki- while well, you got the most notorious vampire killer on your team, no, thank you." So <laughs> yeah, Blade, he knows about Blade being with the Avengers. Pretty cool. So yeah, uh, what do you think of the issue, and what do you rate it? It was a good issue, and I give it a seven point five. Okay, I'm gonna give it a seven. <laughs> I'm not loving this arc, but I thought the Iron Man it, uh, pages were cool. But yeah, we'll see how the next issue is. It was alright. It was alright. Still a good series. I would recommend this series. It's a good Avengers yeah. title. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty cool so far. Uh, and then just quickly before our episode ends, because that's it for our comics of the week, we'll do a quick character of the week. Our character of the week this week is gonna be Brainiac. Brainiac is a notorious Superman villain, 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 and uh, I guess in recent years, somewhat Justice League, but mostly Superman. Yeah. Uh, he's been around since like I don't know, like the fifties or the four. Like he's been around for a long time, uh, but I think he's kind of gotten cool in more of the modern age because, you know, that's yeah. been most not cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we'll talk about how we were introduced to the character, something we like about the character, the future we see for the character, yada yada yada. You know what we do. Uh, so I'll start. I was introduced to Brainiac through Superman the Animated Series. Uh, Superman the Animated Series was one of my favorite animated series as a kid. And they did Brainiac actually really cool. Brainiac was like the Siri of uh, Krypton. He was like their whole like system, uh, intelligence system. And uh, his whole point in Superman the Animated Series is like he's telling the scientists like, no, it's okay. Krypton's not going to explode. Like I can handle it. And then Jor-El is like, no, Krypton's going to explode. So uh, Brainiac like satellites himself out in there and then he ends up facing you know superman one day when superman gets to earth uh very interesting character on superman the animated series and i love the way they did him uh in comics i love him in the jeff johns action comic story that i referenced earlier in the episode it's a really good story if you've never read it it's on the dc universe app if you have dc universe and if you're american (laughs) if you're american uh or you can buy the trade it's like a nine dollar trade so pretty pretty solid steal uh who's Uh, on art for that is that francis manubla no um i don't know i think it might be gary frank in all honesty but i could be wrong okay all right uh and where i see the character going well he's teaming up with lex Luthor now so probably that uh but yeah i don't know pretty cool um, I was introduced to this character, I don't know when, probably the animated series, Superman an- animated series, because I watched that as a kid, but I don't remember, I don't have memories of seeing Brainiac on that show. I mean, he was I mean, also I've on seen... Justice League when he teamed up with Lex, so. Oh, it could be that then, yeah, I probably saw it there because it's more of a Justice League kid than a Superman one, so. Could have been then, I don't mm-hmm. really remember though, so my furthest memory of Brainiac probably goes from just reading a comic at a comic book store with him in and i remember francis monopoly art i think i was never really into brainiac until recently actually i when man of steel finished everyone was like oh well, hopefully brainiac's the villain for man of steel 2 even then i was like i don't really know much about brainiac i kind of just want lex luther as the villain this was before jesse eisenberg became riddler uh, uh, lex luther so <laughs> well uh <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, th- this was before then. So even then, I didn't really want Brainiac. Now, though, I do want Brainiac. I was mostly like, I know this is this is going to sound bad for me, but I uh, my full like introduction to Brainiac and knowing his motives and actually knowing, getting to know his character was Injustice 2, which is recent. Really? Like, wow. Like really recent, that's- yeah. That was like my first like full Brainiac story that I experience from the beginning to the end before that i like i had comics that featured brainiac but i didn't 
start with them or I didn't finish them. So I wasn't really much into Brainiac. I barely even knew what his motives were. So my first like full on Brainiac comic where I read from start to finish is I think No Justice. Wow, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a Brainiac guy, but now I really like him and I want more of him and I love his character. I think he's like he deserves to be the villain for Man of Steel 2 coming 20 XX. So <laughs> Yeah, I like Brainiac. I r- please recommend any Brainiac comics cuz I don't know many. I- I'm yeah, ashamed. So- so the one I'm uh, referencing, I just Googled it. Uh, it's Action Comics number 866 to 870. It's from 2008, uh, and it is Gary Frank on the art. So Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, the creative team behind Doomsday Clock and Batman Earth 1. Uh, it's a really good, you know, it's Brainiac, which is always cool. Or Superman and Brainiac, which is always cool. And that's just a great team. I mean, Jeff is one of the best writers of all time. And Gary, I'd say, is, you know, he's, he's a great artist. And I put him in maybe my top 20 artists of all time. He's maybe. my top five artists of all time. Top three, maybe. Okay, wow. Yeah, he's like my second. Favorite I mean, maybe, artist. maybe when I maybe when I reread Batman Earth One, that'll like change it for me. Cause, I mean, he does some great art, but like he delays too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, was that? <laughs> it's a great story. So if you ever, is it in if you ever trade? Get a chance, check it out. Yeah, it's it is in, in trade. I actually own it in trade. I got it recently. It's like nine dollars on Amazon. You googled Amazon, it. Uh, cool. What's the exact name? Yeah. Uh, it's just, you can just look up Superman Brainiac by Jeff Johns and you'll find it for the trade. Uh, if anyone wants to grab it on Amazon really cheap or you could grab it at your local comic shop, I'm sure. Uh, it's a fairly new trade because it's 2008. But yeah, uh, Brainiac, pretty cool character and pretty cool villain motive stuff. And yeah. Okay, cool. I highly yeah. recommend that story. I will order that so. to get more into Brainiac. I will learn. Yeah, I hope you I hope you enjoy this. I mean, it's like it's not a very long story because it's only like five issues, but it's a good one. And it's Jeff, I mean, Jeff does. Yeah, disappoint. apparently this story is literally just called Superman Brainiac. So yeah, yeah, it's on the DC Universe app if any of you have it. So or DC Universe like comic section, digital comic section. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, that's it for our character of the week and that's it for our episode so if you're listening on itunes we appreciate a five-star review we do read the reviews and obviously it helps us with the rankings if you're listening on any other place like spotify or soundcloud make sure you follow slash subscribe you won't be disappointed yeah and if you're if you're leaving a review (laughs) give us your username whether that be instagram twitter facebook uh youtube just give us something to shut you up myspace yep myspace we do that uh <laughs> even your minecraft username will shut that out or just say your name even well we just want to give you shout outs so we'll give you a shout out on the show yeah. give us a review on itunes and if you're on spotify yeah. if you're on soundcloud subscribe follow whatever it's called and yeah bada yeah. Boom, bada bing. yeah we hope you're enjoying the show uh we're coming up on ten thousand total listens i don't know if we hit it just yet but we're very close so this episode might be the breaker of it and uh yeah it's just been an honor to run this podcast and i've really been enjoying it and i know hunter has too so. of course yeah Thanks to you, the listener. And uh, yeah, that's it for a hero story. Uh, for a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter. He oh, great. I'm supposed to say my line. <laughs> <clears throat> and thank you for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye. I messed up.